As soon as I hit record, my mind's just like Ooh. shuts right off. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the <laughs> static from remember when TVs used to have to have a signal. Yeah. And it was like <sighs> that's yeah. like my brain. Television um, snow. Yeah. Oh, I just saw a quick update from last episode. I wanted to say that um, the people, the guys that me and Jeff referenced on our podcast, because we listened to two of their podcasts, they commented underneath the video on YouTube. And I was very pleased and they cleared up that it was in fact a male monkey and a female goat it was the divine feminine that's cool yeah so i noticed that too uh first off welcome to the dale show the place for the number one podcast for conspiracy adjacent appreciation on the conspiracy enthusiasm conspiracy enthusiasts on the internet for some reason i still say the word conspiracy which is the tainted (laughs) word and you should never say but i feel like if i don't say theory and i say enthusiast it makes it better yeah but i think it's just because i am an enthusiast did your coaster just get stuck to your drink yeah i'm drinking um that scared the shit out of me because i said the word conspiracy and then i I thought i just got got (laughs) yeah i thought i got shot through my computer by the government yeah they did (laughs) they shot you through your your uh, camera lens (laughs) um yeah no i'm drinking uh apple soda because that's what i was drinking last time and uh yeah i figured so why not i don't know if you noticed this or not there were 89 views on our on box saga one i know dude we were almost famous (laughs) this, this close this close and the wildest thing was the guys that I was talking about yeah. we referenced from the Deep Share podcast. They're like, "Hey, if you want to, if you want us to come on," I was like, "Fuck, I'll make you regret that." Yeah, and I was man. like, "Yeah, come on." But I guess either they lost interest because they realized how small the show was, or they couldn't <laughs> work it out. Communicating with you, or they're still <laughs> waiting to get back to me because it was gonna have to be done at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday or something because one of the guys lives in Sweden and I was like, fuck, just, I'll do it, whatever. I don't yeah. care. I'll blow a family meeting. Whatever. <laughs> family whatever, dinner will be blown apart. Yeah, whatever you have to do to get on there. That's pretty cool, man. I Like, I couldn't believe the, like, sheer volume of engagement on that. Like, there was a brief minute where I was like, are we, are, are people seriously, like, Is this watching it? this? Yeah, I get I'm it. I'm gonna though. get fired from my job now. <laughs> <laughs> so. I get it though. Box Saga is enthralling. And like I said in the first episode, yeah, it feels like it connects everything. And that's especially gonna be what we're talking about in this episode because it ties so much other stuff in. Because the first one, like the pre-Atlantis, all land is ice breaking down, it was kind of just like theory and stuff. But the second one yeah. where the people leave Helsinki and go out to the 10 tribes is where everything just kind of oh, wiggles its way together. Ooh, and I, um, I did endeavor to do some last minute research by oh, good. watching other podcasts, but that's the way to do it. I just got annoyed <laughs> and turned them off because I was one of the dudes who, who um, 
commented on our first video has a YouTube site, but all of the videos on that YouTube site are from the nineties when they didn't realize that microphones pick up background noise. And I was watching this one and it was like an interview with Eeyore Bach and they had like a mic on a table in front of them and they're sitting in front of a fireplace. So the whole time there's like a, and I was like, I, I can't do this. Nobody should be allowed to do. And then I watched this other one where it was actually a pretty good one. A guy was talking about it, but he didn't cover much. He just kind of made fun of all the parts like we did. <laughs> you like we did? Like how, nice, how your was inbreded. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't he made say fun anything of that pretty heavily. Inbreded. Yeah. But he did, he did point out one thing that I missed. What's that? Remember when we briefly touched on the sperms? Oh, and how yeah. It was the seed of God. Apparently, Eeyore Bach autofillated himself not to waste the sperm because they had to drink it to keep like the special i guess seasoning from god and make themselves more virile man that's yeah that's how can we never use that line growing up hey you want to taste my seasoning from god (laughs) let me sprinkle let me sprinkle that on we're building a time machine jeff we're getting young us laid oh my god no young jeff it doesn't actually all we have to do is send that one word through one sentence through the radio waves, like make sound go back through time. That's right. There we go, man. I, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. The last time I heard anything about autofillation was the Marilyn Manson movies in the nineties. So yeah, it's been some time. It's been some time. I don't know. Yeah. When they're like, like yeah, Marilyn Manson got rid of his bottom two ribs so he could suck himself off. And you're just like, <laughs> is that an expensive surgery? Yeah. How much, how much are we, is that covered under medical in Canada? Is that because I try it. I'm, I'm a young dude. Is it like, like looking up the family plan? How yeah. much ribs, how much ribs cost to remove? <laughs> and the funny thing, hearing about Eeyore Bach explaining how he autofillated himself didn't gross me out. Didn't whatever. Like, of course it's gross. You're it's going to leave a bad taste in your notes. And you'll probably, ah! yeah, you'll probably get like nauseous if you eat too much of your own, you know what? But the, he said that he crossed his legs behind his own head and like bent over. And I was like, that would just hurt my neck. Yeah. And then I just had like old man thoughts about how it would physically hurt my body. He was a little skinny dude though, too, right? Like, That's true. Like I've been exercising basically my whole life and I got a little belly going because I'm an old man mm-hmm. and I like, I stretch all the time, like every yeah. day and I still can't get all the way down to touch. Like I can touch my toes and I can reach down and I can grab my, my, the balls of my feet when I'm sitting and stuff. So I have enough flexibility to get down. There's no way I can Joe get, was Jeff I from get the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Split um, my pajama shorts wide open. I wow. feel if you were sustaining yourself off your own jizz, you would lose a little bit of weight and be skinnier. Probably. I mean, yeah, I get, but then, it, but see, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. I got to get down there. I'm not That's a nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, my macros are off the chart this week. Just start by putting in a cup. No, no, that's I'm yeah. not doing that. I guess you yeah. can't. the The secret is you can't let it touch air. I live in my, oh, is that the secret? No, I'm just That's, making that up on why we couldn't just jump yeah, off in a cup and it. drink it. I live in a house with people who are always around. I don't even, I can't even make the time for, That's true. for that. It's terrifying. Plus, if you were to ever hurt yourself, 
and your yeah. son found you, he would need therapy for life, and you don't want to do that to him. Just naked at the bottom of the bed with a broken neck. <laughs> oh, no, no, nothing, nothing. Just yeah, because you like you were doing it, and you rolled don't, off and landed. Don't on your tell neck. your mother. Just go. Yeah. Just call an ambulance and never speak to this again. I can't move my arm because <laughs> my neck is broken. So. I can't feel anything from the waist oh. down, which is a tragedy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna happen. I just have this is water. It's pure water. There's no jizz in here that I'm wearing. Mm. Good. Oh, you know what? What? I didn't cut and paste my notes properly. Oh, I don't have my Dale show mug today. I apologize. I used it for coffee this morning. So You're it's off the, the show. Fuck. <laughs> you make one Don Dale show mug appearance, and that's the end of that. Okay, wait. So, what happened to your notes? You, uh, you, what? You just don't have your Wikipedia tabs open to read off of? No, or? because remember how we like stopped halfway yeah. through? Yeah, we did. I was gonna take where we'd stopped and put it up for the next episode. You oh, know I see. I'll just start where just we are. Start, start with it. I found just the go. spot. Cool. Okay. I might cut that out or I might forget and you guys will just get a peek behind the curtain. It's not the end like of the world. Say. It'll be cool. Yeah. How the sausage is made. Oh, question. You sorry for sausage? the click. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, sorry for the click audience. <laughs> I know how much annoying that is for me when people click their mouth before they talk. <laughs> it's so funny because I have all these like things that I listen to when I'm listening to podcasts. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I hope I don't do that on my podcast. I'm like <laughs> and then mortified. You hear it it's like, yeah. I don't even care if I ever get famous from this. It's yeah. if I make mouth noises when I talk, it will yeah, kill you, me inside. You just don't want that to happen. You don't want that. Yeah, exactly. You're not an ASM artist. You're simply Dale doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, people be like, I listened like, to your show and I wasn't into it. And I was like, yeah. That's fine. I don't care if you like it or not. But did I make mouth noises? <laughs> did I make mouth noises? <laughs> like, hi, Dale. I really enjoy your show. It helps me relax and go to sleep at night as I listen to the smacking of your. No. Of your... no! <laughs> I quit the podcast. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. This is an ASMR yeah. channel now, everyone. <laughs> it's like, it's funny because there's like the, how some people are about their disgust for feet. That's my disgust for ASMR. Dude, I love ASMR and I hate feet. That's where I'm at with this. I Dude, do you ASMR. think that's like a thing? It's like um, it's the reverse. You're one or the other. Yeah, like uh, it's mutually exclusive. You can only like yeah. one or the other. That'd be hilarious. I, just, I find feet the, to the extent that I find feet disgusting. My neighbor, my my neighbor friend who is awesome. Yeah, uh, Lisa. She sends me uh, Instagram feet things when people do stuff with their feet. She said she sends it to me and laughs. Like, <laughs> fucking son of a bitch. i hate beat stuff so much like she said this picture of people interlocking toes they're like i wish we could embrace oh. like this and i'm like fucking yeah yeah no or like so, people eating spaghetti with their feet no absolutely not Just <laughs> absolutely not so now you all know my secret like the thing i hate the most in the world yeah definitely feet that's the real reason that Jeff is disgusted as he, <sighs> your box sucked himself was because he his, his toes touched his the head. back of his head oh. <laughs> it's not even the dick in the mouth it's the no, feet on the head I've, yeah the feet on the head is gross i'm like you know what feet are they're the devil's hands that is such a funny saying you should get that on a t-shirt <laughs> i should well, I, that's why i'll be my new red bubble thing it's just like a, a mm -hmm. devil with foot hands there you go and then the fucking some overly woke person will tell you you're not allowed to have that because some people don't have arms 
and then they'll like try to make you feel bad and then you'll be like you know what feet are still yeah. gross my friend had to have his feet implanted from his feet to his hands so really he could hold pencils no i'm just saying that oh. somebody would comment that something they had like a say. foot i think i think i actually knew somebody who had a big toe like big toes put onto their yeah i've heard of that for just that so but like clasp i feel like so here's the here's the distinction. I feel like someone who had has that particular surgery wouldn't gross me out mm-hmm. because that's functional and you can wash your hands. Like nobody washes yeah. their feet. Like I just enough. You know, yeah, at all. People or at wash all. their feet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. People Soap wash their exists. Feet. It's yeah. a thing in <laughs> the <know>. world. <laughs> after after his, after my son comes out of the bathroom, hey, did you wash your feet in there? No, I did. Why would I do that? <laughs> gross. Put some socks on. You're disgusting. <sighs> Well, okay, that's a five-minute foot interlude that I never. I think we've about lost again. all eighty-nine of our new fans. So <laughs> here we go. Like, no, we're not talking about feet. <laughs> Welcome to the feet show, starring Jeff Feet and Dale yeah. Feet. We're going to talk about feet. Back I only want saga. people to be a fan of my podcast if they like bullshitting, because it's like ninety percent. If, if I were to here. ever get that note, I love your show, but you should get to the point more. I'd be like, I can't. That's too much yeah. pressure, and it yeah. would also feel like work. It would feel like somebody has overweight. to actually say, I love the show first too. That's the, that's the hard, <laughs> harder hurdle to get over. Zang. Good point. Okay. All right. Um, you know the reason why 89 people are tuning in to watch this. this yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember if I covered everything we needed to cover before we get right back into it. Um, well, we killed it. We killed the last episode. I mean, really all we had to say was that the goat was a female and the monkey raped the goat. Yeah. That was the, yeah. It's my finally, feelings. Good that say. mystery is solved. Yeah. And also, I called that, by the way. That was yeah, my, you did. That was my guess. Yep, that was your is, position. The monkey's the aggressor. <laughs> my position I, is monkey on top. That's I guess I'm position. just a romantic. Yes. And a gorilla woman <laughs> coaxing a goat into fucking her is more romantic than a I, monkey yeah. just humping a goat. No, I went, I went with the, I went with the uh, historical... Uh, you know, aggressor being the ace-like yeah. person, unfortunately. You so, went with what is way more likely. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I sort okay. of see me in that a little bit as like I'm the, the ape and yeah, I've had many goats. It's hot here. It's warm in the old, uh, the old studio. AKA oh man, we got, I got to turn down the thermostat. It's so <laughs> awkward in here. It's getting, it's getting spicy <laughs> in this, up in this place. Who turned oh, it up man. to super awkward? <laughs> who dialed up the thermostat to weird? <laughs> we needed a tepidly weird. <laughs> <laughs> turn the weird back down a little, please. Yeah. Okay. Back on track. <laughs> We're yes. serious biz over here. Um, actually this coincides like the other podcasts I tried to watch this morning. Well, I watched one and oh, that what I was talking about before I got distracted was there was someone on our podcast who commented, Hey, if you want to learn more about the, um, box saga and they have like a YouTube site, I think it's called Venemoinen thing. Remember that word? I couldn't oh, yeah. remember what it was. I got it. I got it. It's right here. Yeah. I'll read it yeah. to you. Yeah. Read it to me. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vinomoinen mythology. It's a mythology, yeah. but like Swedish style. So I think their YouTube page is called Vinomoinen mythology. And they have all these yeah. old, it's cool because they have all the old videos from like 
yeah, the, the 90s 80s and, and 90s and it's all like eeyore bach and stuff talking about it yeah and if you could get over oh yeah that's why we got the asmr sidetrack because of the fireplace yeah. in the background of one of these videos yeah so there's like there's a bunch on here there's like a bunch of cool ones there's the viapore castle tour where eeyore bach takes you on a journey through the castle it's 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 him like oh man he's hard to watch i tried to watch one video with him talking and he does the that thing where he like does this he talks and he moves back and forth all the time when he's talking yeah. it's super weird i don't it's probably from all that time sucking his own dick and being yeah. inbred the jizz makes you hyperactive <laughs> I, I heard you talk awkwardly if you're inbred <laughs> yes 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 uh i don't know why you'd be listening to this and not episode one but what i mean by inbred is part of his tale is that his dad had sex with his sister to make him because his brother died in world war one and they needed Eeyore to pass on, to be the final piece in the family line, to pass on the 1,000-year-old oral history of yeah. the Bach saga. Yeah, it's interesting, man. On, on, uh, on the, the Vinamoyan mythology page, there's like, um, some of them have the same amount of views that you and I have on, on our last podcast. Oh, shit. And it, and then some of them have like 1.9 thousand views. There's not, yeah. but it's really like not a lot, right? Like he's got an, he's got like an Eeyore Bach talking about the sounds in the Ramsa from 2007 that's posted. Mm -hmm. There's only got 92, it's only got 92 views. So like we're, yeah. we're right up there. We're right up there with Eeyore Bach views. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. So sorry. I saw you. Before I got sidetracked about being sidetracked because i was talking about these videos i was watching a lot of these it's just the longest like back round away just to pat myself on the back is they all broke it down into three eras there's the um the golden age or the first age where the uh Uden Ma, the good city was still around Fuck, I forgot all this stuff in two weeks. But anyway, so <laughs> Helsinki, the rings, the ring city. Um, yeah, oh yeah. So the premium, what did they call it? Anyway, it's like that was the first era. And then the first Ragnarok hit. And then there was the Altland East era. And then the second Ragnarok hit. And then was the time when they went out. So everybody breaks down the uh, box saga into three parts. And I kind of broke it down into two, but we're going to yeah. do what they would say the third part, what I would say the second part-ish. Cool. Which is when, sorry, I would cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I'm not saying okay. anything. So now that we're finally going to talk about the second part of the box saga on the Dale show, we left off episode one or the first part where the Bach family had 12 boys Two of them stayed behind, the oldest and the youngest, and they had started Sweden and Denmark. I can't remember which one's which. It doesn't matter. You just got to know that of the 12 sons, one started Sweden, one started Denmark. But the yeah. other 10 set out around the world to go meet up with the people who weren't behind the ice wall slash the Vaser people. Was that it? Yes. Slash the non-Acer people who were just living out in the world. And since they had thousands or millions of years or whatever to evolu evolutionize evolve. or adapt evolve. to the sun, evolve. Thank you, Jeff. 
You're welcome. Words are hard sometimes. I know. Since they all had time to evolve, they all developed different characteristics of their faces and their bodies and different pigments of their skin. And that's where we pick up. Yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm nothing. No, I'm just like, yeah, that's where we pick up. So, yeah, we were there. And we talked, like, we talked briefly about, like, how, uh, like, historically, this is like the, uh, um, the, like, the birth of the world creation through the Iceland, the Nordic people's eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lance, so now we get Lance. to what had happened was just to quickly cover what happened. So um, Helsinki was where the Acer people or the like technological leader people were stuck behind an ice wall because it never froze over during the ice age because of a nice warm air current went up and then did like figure eight swirl in the Gulf of Finland and kept Helsinki thawed, but they were cut off from the rest of the people. But so they had their technology because they were still in the ring city. So they had their technology and advances and stuff. Whereas the other people who are just randomly strewn about the world, they had lost all of their technology when the earth tilted slash the ice age started. So they, that's where you get everybody being hunter gatherers. Whereas the people in Helsinki slash the Atlanteans are technologically advanced and stuff now when the ragnarok happened and the ice wall felt this is what actually made atlantis sink because since ice is water and the way it fell was it just thawed out and all this water came and washed out the city so they lost like they didn't lose their technology because they still had their knowledge but they lost all the like pre-built technology they had so they kind of had to start over. And this is, in my opinion, this is the reason why they actually set out to go meet the other people in the first place, because they had lost their buildings and their farms and stuff. And they needed labor slash people slash community to help them. Uh, Jeff, did you finish watching that Graham Hancock show? I did. I actually watched the whole thing like all the way through. Um it didn't really it was interesting it got kind of repetitive mm -hmm. <laughs> so i find him an interesting cat uh it talked about atlantis a little bit and it talked about that mm -hmm. oh my god it's it's not super fresh in my brain the um that underwater road that they found oh yeah that's that I can't was remember what it's called haiti or what no not yeah haiti. Well, somewhere somewhere where the water is very blue i forget like exactly the bahamas where or something yeah or the something? bahamas it's yeah. in the bahamas yeah and it's like this intersecting like road and it's these yeah. huge flat stones and they they like go all the way out into the water and the weird thing was like yeah they go out into the water so they're put there before the water levels rose and the thing was everybody like people who explain it away now they're like oh that just happened naturally for naturally but yeah risen but they're like they eight inch the wide ruts that are like half a foot deep and they're like cart width apart and they're just all over the shore part like yeah, in they, the rock they drop the camera underneath and they show how they're like leveled with other stones underneath so mm. there's these giant like six foot by eight foot slabs yeah and they have various rocks of different shapes and sizes underneath like 
basically bolstering them up where they're rough underneath and they're flat on the top. So they've yeah. taken the, somebody's taken, it didn't happen naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say that it happened naturally. It looks like they were put there on purpose. Right? Yeah. So basically he goes on in the, in the, the whole thing to show all these megaliths that are potentially pre-human or like pre what we know as human yeah. construction. Ooh. I'm going to stop you right there. Sure. And this is, this is the reason why I asked you this is because Graham Hancock has this wicked theory that I love that 12,000 years-ish ago, yeah. he, like these group of people came to all these different societies and taught hunter-gatherers how to farm, build cities, do art, make megaliths and stuff. And my theory now on like how the box saga kind of intertwines with everything is that these were the 10 sons. Yeah. Like in the show that goes through um, Quetzalcoatl was the guy who went to Mexico, I believe. Yeah. And then there was, uh, they, he went he, through a couple of them. He shares a bunch and they all have very similar stories. It's like yeah. this person, this figure that is otherworldly, for lack yeah. of a better term, it's usually a giant or a larger person or however the ancients described a larger person, someone who is big, someone mm -hmm. who is uh, of huge stature, who goes in and shares knowledge with the people and like build this here, point this toward the stars. And like one of the things that is part of the structural piece of all the buildings is they all point towards like a star map or different parts of the mm -hmm. horizon when the seasons change. So like it's, it is weirdly coincidental. Yeah. And, all this. Like, and one of the weird things too, is it's like the reason they know that these buildings were built in a certain time was because like, um, constellations and stuff kind of changed their position in the sky yeah. because of the procession of the equinox and stuff i go over that in that's what it is. episode yeah. two i think of this yes. show so if you don't know go there and um but so they they know that these buildings were built at a certain time because when you go back like say twelve thousand years then they're actually pointing at a star it shows the shift of this of the earth of where it's where it would have been pointing twelve thousand years ago there's like computer programs that they've made to like uh, replicate how the stars would have mm -hmm. moved over to or how the earth changes on its what did you call it how did you call the the procession of the equinox. procession of the yeah procession of the equinox like how the earth it rotates but it also kind of wavers a little yeah. bit. The, yeah the basic theory of it is as the earth rotates on its axis the axis kind of wobbles like a top yeah and it takes like i went through it all it's like so much it's like a whole bunch of numbers but it takes like twelve thousand years or whatever to go and if people, if you hear people saying how we're coming into the age of Aquarius, that is to do with the procession of the equinox. And what that means is on summer solstice and winter solstice, the sun sets and rises behind the sun rising is a constellation. So we just, I can't remember which one we came out, but we're going into Aquarius, which is what the uh, fish, uh, no, the that's, Pis that's Pisces Aquar Aquarius is the pitchfork. Uh, yeah. I don't so, know. I can't remember. What do I look like? Some kind all of that guy. means is going <laughs> I'll, into, I'll the age, into the age of Aquarius means that on the summer solstice, the sun will rise with the oh. Aquarius constellation behind it. It's literally water. It's like oh yeah, a, it's the waves, right? The waves. Yeah, that's why I was thinking fish. Water bearer. Now the fish is Pisces. It's two fish. Yeah, yeah. That's I. You know, fish and water. It's easy. To fish and water. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I got. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, anyways. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so yeah, one of the other pieces I found from that too, like uh, in addition to the the um, 
precession of the equator, the precession of the equator. Why do I keep getting that wrong? And why do you know it so well? Because I had to teach myself it oh, because that's I right. kept okay. getting it wrong. The other thing that he mentioned that I thought was like worth mentioning here in this context as well, which I found fascinating, which I didn't know until I watched this show. And I mm -hmm. have since checked it out to see if it's true. The world isn't, the earth isn't actually round, round. It's like weirdly oval. Yeah, because as it spins, it, centrifugal, centrifugal force, force pulls the sides out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, which makes sense. And we always see it as a circle, as like mm -hmm. a perfectly round ball, because it's just easier to represent it that way. So yeah. when you see those maps where it's like actually elongated, that's more what the world actually looks like. Oh, also, thank you. This reminds me. One yeah. of the th reasons we didn't cover about this uh the ragnarok the second ragnarok when the our the first ragnarok when the earth tilted or whatever is what could have happened is this thing called um crust displacement theory right and the way this works is since what jeff was talking about how the earth is oval because the centrifugal force of the spinning pulls the sides out when you get too much ice or weight or whatever on the top sometimes it'll get grabbed by the centrifugal force and pulled and down. Right. So what could have happened for the first Ragnarok, i.e. when Helsinki stopped being at the very top of the world and went down to the side, is it could have had an ice chunk or something there that yanked right. it down. And kept and, it in that spot. And one of the theories of how the Ice Age ended, like 12,000 years ago, which they call, which um, Greg Hancock and... Randall Carlson called the Younger Dryas. There's a couple theories. One of them is crust displacement, where there was a huge ice cap on top and then it got pulled down to where it was warmer. And then that's what caused it to melt. The other one, the one I like more, is the uh, comet impact theory. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. This kind of coincides with the box saga, but not really because. The Comet Impact Theory by Randall Carlson is there's a two kilometer thick ice sheet over North America and that gets hit by some comets and then it like superheats it and it melts so fast that it like that's what like the flood yeah um tails and stuff like Noah and stuff come from was that basic rush of water and then the Sea levels rose 400 feet, I think Graham Hancock said in his Ancient Apocalypse show yeah. that me and Jeff were talking about. And so this is, this is the way this all works with the box saga is I think this is how the second Ragnarok happened slash Atlantis sinking slash the ice wall disappearing and them being free to go out into the world. And Jeff touched on it a bit when he was saying Quetzalcoatl which was the guy from Mexico. Yeah. Um, when they, like, when you study these uh, legends of these people coming, it's always, like Jeff said, a giant, or as Graham Hancock said, it might be a giant of an intellect. intellectual giant. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or since here's another theory of why they were bigger. Have you ever heard of this? I can't remember what the scientific name is. I learned it from Joe Rogan, but it's uh -oh. like, here we go. Why? <laughs> animals in the cold are bigger like why the woolly mammoth was so much oh, bigger, bigger than a yeah, like big, elephant right. yeah it's because when you go by body mass um compared to skin surface area if you're bigger it's easier to keep your body heated 
So that so since these guys, the Bach, the Bachians or whatever, yeah. were stuck in the cold behind the ice wall, like it was thawed, but it was still cold. Yeah. They didn't get much sun. So in order for them to keep like uh just evolve, they would have grown taller so that their body temperature would have been easier to keep up, like because Regulated. the amount of yeah body temperature you make in your core through your muscles and your blood as opposed to the amount of body temperature you lose through skin surface area and this, this is, is very, all... very joe yeah. rogan sounding he was he was talking <laughs> about it because that he was explaining why elk are bigger up north yeah and i just no one said this is why people used to be taller back then you're just making that connection i got you. yeah yeah and this would also be why vikings were always bigger yeah in stories and stuff yeah, and like giants or barbarians or these huge things yeah yeah and if you think about it if you have hunter gatherers who aren't nutritionally well fed they would have had stunted growth and so if you see like a seven foot tall european looking <laughs> yeah. guy with long blonde hair and a beard mm -hmm. you'd think he was a giant if you were like totally if you're if you're five, like the average six. height of, yeah exactly yeah. At, at most five six mm -hmm. right yeah totally yeah and then the other thing was like Quetzalcoatl and Varus. Oh, that's what I was looking for before. Was the other the, names of the people? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there was um, there's Quetzalcoatl. The most famous one that people probably know is Prometheus, how he gave mm -hmm. people fire and stuff. Yeah. And then there's Veracocha, which was um, in Very the Andes. <laughs> yeah. And then in Polynesia, there's a guy named Maui. Yeah. And he created the islands or whatever. But these guys all had very, very like white European appearances. They all had beards. They True. all appeared on boats that had no sails, i.e. like Spaces. mechanically driven things. <laughs> and the other True, weird thing <laughs> that always sticks with me is that they had man bags. They all really? like in the carvings and stuff on the rocks and stuff, they're always like holding a bag and inside it, I guess would be the knowledge that it's like maybe a representation of yeah. the knowledge they brought to the people, or it could have just been tools like drawings and stuff on teaching these people how to stop being hunter gatherers and start being farmers slash artisans and stuff. Totally. So I always find that, I find that theory funny. Like you have that same tale coming from various parts of the world, mm -hmm. which again lines up with the 10 sons with, with the box yeah. saga is that you have this, like this person that shows up and they're either an actual giant or an intellectual giant. They come on some sort of a boat or a craft. Mm -hmm. They just arrive out of kind of nowhere. And they usually say it comes from the sea or they came from the sea, or they came from the sunset, or they came mm -hmm. from like the horizon or whatever, right? Like, yeah. And the person shows up and there's always like feathers or some sort of animal nature involved with them when they arrive. So like mm -hmm. Quetzalcoatl was like a bird, like a feathered fish. And they're mostly like uh, feathered, feathered serpent. Feathered serpent. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So they show up and there's on this serpent motif keeps showing up in all these locations as well. So that I always yeah. find that kind of interesting as well. So like when you are a new culture of limited communication ability and mm -hmm. you're writing down you're chronicling history and some weird amazing event happens and you see a being that looks like a serpent you're going to draw it of what you've seen and there's like snakes all over the world there's like mm -hmm. one, one place where there's no snakes it's like an island somewhere that has no snakes yeah. on it but everywhere else in the world has snakes and so the you... craziest thing 
uh, if you go back to like the first drawings of people worshiping something, it's, it's people worshiping a snake in some cave yeah. art or something. Yeah, totally. Right. So, yeah. so you see this all the time in, in the sort of ancients, but like mm -hmm. what Graham Hancock is talking about, which lines up with the box saga, which is what we're talking about, mm -hmm. is that like in all these cultures, this same thing appears. This yeah. person with knowledge shows up and gives the new culture the information that they need to create new culture yeah. give them art and science and math and and, and yeah you know so all the building blocks yeah and it's even in the bible like if you think about it like there's a lot of people who worship lucifer as a prometheus figure that instead of cursing adam and eve he actually gave them the gift of knowledge so yeah. this would be the same sort of thing where you have prometheus who against the will of the gods came down and gave humans fire so fire. That they could advance their technology on all this stuff but it kind of doesn't work out because in box saga the brothers were sent out they didn't sneak away but you could i heard one theory was that pro, the prometheus aspect of it was maybe someone snuck out of helsinki before they were sent out like when there was still the ice wall they figured out how to get out or something yeah, but, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of Quetzalcoatl, like the myth. Sure. From the Go ancient, because I've been talking about him because he's, he's Quetzalcoatl's the uh, example Aztec. I always bring up, not because he's my favorite or anything, but it's the only one I remember the word of, as you can remember by how hard it was for me to remember Veracocha. <laughs> yes. So Quetzalcoatl, after the great flood, a stranger from the east landed on Mexico's shores, riding on a boat with no paddles, said to be carried by serpents. His name was Quetzalcoatl. He and his followers taught the locals how to grow crops and domesticate animals. He gave them laws and instructed them in the ways of architecture, astronomy, and the arts. After being ousted by the followers of a violent war god, he boast he headed he boated east i don't know why i put boated, boated? instead of headed yeah he boated he, bo east. he boated boated east. so he, he just took, took off <laughs> to the right or the, to east, the right and he promised to one day return now <laughs> this actually fucked over south america because when those dirty spanish people came and uh -oh. ruined the aztecs one of the reasons you can't say dirty spanish people I can when they fucking tried to do <sighs> genocide on the Aztecs yeah, and the Mayans. But one of the reasons that they were able to get like on land and get into Aztec society and stuff and then start killing them was because the Aztecs thought it was Quetzalcoatl returning. And when they saw them on horseback, they thought they were like half man, half human God. So they're like, oh, these are those like white, tall people with beards yeah. like Quetzalcoatl. They said they'd come back. And these are the guys who gave us and here they are. And then the Spanish started asking them for gold. And they're like, yeah, yeah. we'll give you gold. You're yeah, the here, guy who taught us how to get gold. And yeah. then they just started killing everybody because Spanish people are evil back then. We're evil, are evil, are evil. Yeah. Had evil tendencies at the time yeah. of colonization. Oh, I can't remember the name of the one guy. There's one guy who's looking for spies. super bad. Like the the leader guy. But anyway, leader of the Spanish? Yeah, and the only reason we know how Marco bad they Polo? were wasn't no, it wasn't Marco Polo. I would know the name. Christopher Columbus. Here. I'm gonna Google it, guys. 
Just hold on. Jeff's no, making I, me I feel know. bad about saying all the Spanish people are bad. Leader of the bad. Say. What are you typing in Google? Leader of the uh, bad Spanish? Leader Spanish. of the evil Spanish. Leader of the Spanish genocide. Kong. I got I to gotta narrow it down. I can't just say bad Spanish. A conquistador? Conquistador. Francisco Franco. Door. No, more recent. Who conquered the Aztecs? Bingo, bingo. Who is it? Hernan Cortez. Yeah, Cortez. Oh, Cortez. That guy. Cor- so he, he like took one of these Aztec kings and he's like, if you don't fill this room full of gold, I'm going to kill your king. And then they're like, fine, we'll get you the gold. So they bring him the gold and then he kills the Stuff king anyway because anyway, he's yeah. dirtbags. Ass wipe. Oh, just okay. Ass- you're right. That's an asshole Spanish thing to do. The worst part about this is like we lost a whole bunch of knowledge because these Aztec people would have had all this information with astronomy and astrology. I don't know the difference between those two. They had them all on gold plates because they're like gold lasts forever. What would ever happen to this? And then Cortez just melted them all down. He's like, Oh, that's a pretty sweet six inch, six foot wide plate that describes the meaning of describes the meaning of life. I'm just going to melt that down because I'm a bastard. So Cortez made life equivocally worse for everybody in the entire world. So just a point of order, astronomy, (laughs) Dale, is the study of the universe and its contents outside of Earth's atmosphere. Astrology is the study of those positions, motions, and properties that affect people and events on Earth. Oh, okay. So they would have had... Yeah, they would have known both because they would have liked in the like when people were born and what happened yeah. to them and all that. That's astrology. I, yeah, I think they. It, I think it was less about astrology and more about like yeah. seasonal seasonal pieces. Sorry, I got so worked up. I get a little. That's okay. Worked up you get worked up sometimes, that and that's all right. No, you're excited. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, you you're, shouldn't you're really feel about, bad about the Aztecs. The yeah. No, because they murdered virgin people to like bless temples and stuff. They did do that. They did do that. There's a lot of bloodletting. They might've been the ones who murdered the Mayans and wiped them out. But weird note about the Mayans, in order to reach like a dream state so they could see visions and stuff, they would bloodlet their own penis. So they would like meditate and cut slits in their penis. So the loss of blood would make them lightheaded so they could see visions. Oh man. So- a lot, a lot of, of penis similar, talk today. A lot of penis talk. <laughs> On a similar vein, I remember I took a, uh, oh my God, now I have astronomy and astrology. What's the anthropology? I took an anthropology class mm. at university because I had to. It was, I took uh, anthropology as well. Yeah. I had a teacher who talked to me about, there was a, there was a tribe, I think in New Guinea somewhere who, uh, who. Uh, it's pronounced uh, New Guinea. New Guinea. <laughs> Nogany. <laughs> uh, that they, uh, they cut monthly ritually cut their own penises to simulate menstruation of the women in their tribe and then Aww. bound it up with like uh yeah it stuck with me forever i can't get that image that's, out of my head that's they weirdly would go down, sweet they would go down to the water and cut the bottom of their penis and then pack it with like leaves and tie it back up until the blood stopped and then they, every month they would go and open it up in, in like yeah go open up their penis into the ocean for in, in honor of i their mean women. like do you I, think yeah. these people these guys do you think they did that so that their wives could see them and be like oh they're bleeding too they feel bad or do you there think had to be that they were like for it. 
totally toxic and these are they're like these women are getting special treatment i want to be special too and i don't i'm you know what man i'm absolutely yeah. certain that my instructor gave us the uh answer and i well it's not there the thing that stuck was the cutting of the penis the yeah, uh... people don't come here to learn actual facts they come here to listen to us talk about penis sure. i'm gonna go ahead and say that yeah those <laughs> dudes were awesome that's all i'm gonna say Whew. they were doing it for they're doing it benevolent for the love reasons. of their of their ladies Yes. <laughs> I yeah, I was like part of our marriage vows. I'm like, I am not simulating menstruation by cutting open my penis. And she's You're like, not what? like and I'm like, I took an anthropology class. Yeah. It was horrifying. I never want to talk like, about an after this thing. Like I'm not was, slitting open the bottom of my penis yeah. like a hot dog in a microwave <laughs> like and a then stuffing it full of dirt and leaves. Oh god. Just so you don't feel alone. So anyway, my penis is now my own personal penis is retracted inside of my body now. So I have just like an any yeah. right now. I have just testicles and a lump, like a Ken doll. Yeah. It's awesome. So I mean, for that. <laughs> a, a good psychopath test would be to talk about the Mayans bloodletting their penises or this tribe in New Guinea slid, slitting open their penis. And anybody whose dick didn't crawl back inside of them is yeah. a psychopath tell me more i'm harder right now I'm so <laughs> yeah, like, get out of here <laughs> anyway tell me more about this it's just a <laughs> fucking turgid number right there okay what are we it's talking about let's stop talking about boner. penises anymore let's get back on track so we'll never be penis. done talking about we'll never be done penises. welcome to the penis show i'm your host penis and with me as always is penis today the penis <laughs> show, we're talking about penis. <laughs> <sighs> um oh i wanted to talk about remember when we we're saying where was that on my god lost my place in my notes oh yeah <laughs> so one of the things this was on the um ancient apocalypse that with graham hancock and one of the things he was talking about was there was a great py pyramid of cholula that's in yeah. uh, mexico somewhere where the hot sauce comes from oh I like hot sauce. It's the same city. Anyways, it was built by giants. And then a flood came and killed all the giants except seven, who then built the Great Pyramid to worship the rain god. Right. So basically, there's just this weird myth. And he's saying that what if these myths weren't physically giants, but they were seen as giants of industry type deal, where they have like giant brains. brains full of yeah. knowledge and stuff. I don't know how that would work into the box saga, but that was just an example of how. Well, no, I mean, I think giants. I think we've thoroughly covered how it would fit into the box saga. That whole intellectual giant, mm. or possibly even one of the ten brothers going out into the world, are these giants, like these huge giant Norwegian people coming out. Yeah, Swedish or Norwegian, or let's just call them Nordic to cover up that whole area, yeah, north of Europe. Yeah. And this could also be why the or could be Nordic aliens that we covered. <laughs> they, they did come in on a boat, that's huh? true. a boat without a sail. That's a, that's an alien spaceship, man. Come on, you know we're what talking about that. Episode did we talk about the different aliens, dude? Uh, that was the one right after uh, Alien War. It was the hybrid. Short. It was hybrids. Yeah, it was okay. the, the human hybrid ones. I mean, you talked about like. The different alien types and one of them was nordic mm -hmm. aliens and one of them was the grays and one of them yeah. was the uh i forget anyway so one of the beauties about this box saga is like i keep saying it's the red it's the red yarn where everything can work in and then it's like jeff said when jeff said nordic it's like bing oh yeah nordic aliens, nordic aliens. from the Pleiadians yeah. system 
if you want to hear more about them, I talk about them in the alien uh, hybrid episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there too. (laughs) Yes, you were. I'm not (laughs) saying that the Boxogians or the Bakians were aliens. I'm just saying some of these tales that people contribute or attribute to the aliens could actually be these Boxaga 10 brothers who came down. And I mean, if you're riding on a ship that looks like it's being driven by serpents, next step, is there an alien? Have you ever seen? Okay, so I'm going to jump on that. Here's my, what is it? uh, My conspiracy enthusiast piece. Uh, Please do. you've, You've seen heat waves before, right? Yeah right? Like you're driving along the highway and you look in the distance and the sort of the highway is kind of doing one of these way down mm-hmm. because it's hot. And that, so like you could picture this movement is like serpents. And if you yes. see a boat coming on hot serpents of air, it looks like the boat's being carried by serpents. That's an alien craft coming down in hot. Yeah. And also I'm going if, right onto that. That's I'm, yeah. I believe in aliens. It's fine. If you got these guys, I'm going with your theory here. So you okay. say you have these Bach brothers. They're coming in on, for lack of a better term, cars. And they're coming in through the heat. And like you said, there's the heat waves. And yeah. sometimes when you see a car on a hot highway, it, it looks, looks like, like it's, it's floating yeah. above or wiggling. So this could be where they saw like flying craft and stuff was. It was just like a cart on the ground totally that was yeah. being at a distance in self-propelled warm. so it could have looked like it was floating <laughs> yeah so there's like i mean mm-hmm. and that's the same again graham hancock goes over that in the in his series that mm-hmm. the same kind of thing happens all over the planet at the same kind of around the same time all around that twelve thousand mm-hmm. years ago mark right that twelve thousand eight hundred years ago i'm not saying be convinced i'm just saying next time you hear 12,800 years ago just be like yes. oh that's about that that could be the box saga stuff it's and weird it's, as like yeah. a solidly educated human being mm-hmm. watching that stuff and getting an alternative perspective on history and then like knowing what we know now this is where it's hard to be like where it's hard to be me in this situation right mm-hmm. i'm like i would like to consider myself a reasonably smart person right i'm well educated i read i'll a lot. allow it Thank you. I appreciate that. And like, and I, and I know a lot of stuff and I've like, and I've, and I've got a lot of life experience and I've done a lot of of Mm -hmm. things that have, and have traveled and I've seen the world in places extensively. And, and it's like, I I watched that Graham Hancock thing. And I was like, I have to always fight that urge to be like, this is bullshit. This guy goes on Joe Rogan's show and just says lies. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have to like resist the urge to do that and just be open to the possibility that like, how do you explain this shit? How do you explain that it can't only be carbon dated so far? How do you, like, who's guarding the knowledge of these pieces? You start, it just opens up more questions than it does answers. And like, I was given a university education. I was given, I paid for a university <laughs> education where I was told like yeah. these, these factual things, like the earth, is, or sorry, like modern culture and civilization is X amount of years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it dates back a few thousand years before Christ right and yeah like, like at really? max six thousand years old or whatever right and it's presented to you as facts and you go mm. to university and you pay money to hear people tell you these facts and you learn and study these facts and you put them in your brain and you write all these facts down and you go and you do this stuff and you're like yep i've generally accepted that you know like the pyramids were what 800 bc or whatever yeah right? like right like they're they're built right around that they're like two thousand years old and then you look at them and you're like okay nothing else 
that I, uh, that is 2000 year, or, or slightly over 2000 years old looks like that. Yeah. Right. Like the, the weird thing about Graham Hancock for me was I don't, I've like heard him on Joe Rogan or whatever. I know people yeah. hate that or whatever. And he like gives you all this stuff. Like the first thing I ever heard him talk about was go back Lee Tappy. Right. Which I'm I, like, Oh, that's a Turkey. I'm like, that sounds cool. And he's like, yeah. So we carbon dated this and it's 12,800 yeah. years ago. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you carbon dated it, sure. And then he talks about how people just were unwilling to accept them. Like, yeah, but he has the, why, the why would you just accept so, that? And it's like, I'm, he keeps going through this thing where people are just unwilling to acknowledge like yeah. these, the evidence he brings forth. And I'm, and I'm always like, yeah, if, if, if it's convincing, we should, why can't we just change the date of how old humans he, are? Like, what's the big fucking deal? That. He talks about that. He talks about like academic gatekeeping. And I can see why yeah. there's like benefits to academic gatekeeping for like funding reasons for all mm-hmm. these other reasons, right? But I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And you think about like, go back Lee Tepe. You think about all these places where he went, where there's like these, these structures that were built well before. Like I was in, I'm not saying Belgium is the height of Europe. But yeah. I was in Belgium and I was standing in a building that was built in the year 1200. Yeah. Right. The year of our Lord, 1200, 1200, <laughs> 1200 mm-hmm. Jesus years. And I was like, this building is actually a giant piece of shit. Yeah. Like technologically, comparatively, it was, mm-hmm. it's, it was very, I'm like, it's, it's amazing. You're standing in this history and you're like, this building compared to the pyramids, this building fucking sucks. Yeah, and it's the a weird piece of thing, absolute human garbage. Like, and it's the a weird waste. thing about the pyramids, like you're saying, is as you get newer, they get worse. They get worse, and that's that's yeah. sort of what I'm looking at, right? And then you see this this sort of like shift in in like our time of yeah. the 1940s, 1950s, the post-war, like even in 1940s, like in the the wartime era. And you look at Europe and you see these films and you see this footage, you see all this shit that's like, okay, it's old ass European buildings. And like, there's a mm-hmm. place, we, we went to Bruges in Belgium. And it's like, it was the only place that was like untouched by the war. It's somehow oh, yeah. it was this little pocket of Belgium that the war never hit. Yeah. Like, so it's like this perfectly preserved medieval town in the middle of Belgium. Right? Everything yeah. else around it got absolutely fucking mangled and rebuilt. Okay. But this place stayed the same. But it's like, you know, it has, it's, it has buildings from like 1200 to like 1800. Yeah. And there's nothing kind of newer than that. There's newer like infrastructure within those pieces, but it's mm-hmm. all like a UNESCO heritage site kind of thing. And then you go to Brussels in Belgium, not so far away. And it's fucking glass. It's Vancouver, Europe. It's just, oh, like, yeah. it's metropolitan. It's like, uh, you know, there's cities underneath the city and you can like walk over top of them and you see them like excavating old Brussels underneath the yeah. modern Brussels and you're like and that's what the, the story was at Gobekli Tepe they're like down strata layers into this like area that's a whole city beneath other cities beneath another city it's like three yeah. cities down and you're like holy fuck how many other and this is the same in Egypt too they've dug down and they're under mm-hmm. strata layers of like cities on top of cities on top of cities over time and you're like how the fuck did all those cities get built there within the last 5,000 years yeah there's and no the other- way the other fucked up thing, like, especially with Gobekli Tepe, one of the reasons that, or one of the things that they carbon dated was all this backfill. So it was like yeah. people 12,000 years ago, they're like, we should fucking bury this. The fucking weirdo dudes who hate history are coming. And it was almost like they had like, ga- uh, like historical gatekeepers back then because they buried all this stuff. 
And then that's how they can carbon date it now. And there's like a bunch of different examples of stuff, like even the Sphinx, like the yeah, the, paw, the, the pit around area. the Sphinx was filled in. And they're yeah. they're like, it might not have happened naturally. They might have just filled it in. And it's like you hear all this stuff and you're like, and me personally, I'm just like, yeah, let's fucking figure out what actually happened. And that's, they're like, nah, we'll leave it. It's fine. It's yeah. exactly what these we said guys it. are crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the other that? things that one Why of the other things was the guy who was in ahead of like ahead, sorry, in charge of all of Egypt. Like there's a guy now who's in charge. It's weird because I know these names, but I forget them. That's okay. But I there's don't like know them, so you're one, a step ahead of me. The head of antiquities in Egypt. There's a guy right now who's kind of cool and he lets people go to places. But the guy before him was oh, yeah, was like, I'll shut up about it. Yeah, was one of these histor- historical gatekeepers. And he was Zahi like, Hawass. Yeah. Is that the guy now or is that the old yeah, that's, guy? That's the current guy. Okay. Yeah. He's apparently he's cool. I don't know how I know. So it's like I hear oh, gossip. No. He's the former the former minister of state of antiquities of affairs. Of oh, does it have his dates? Uh, I'm looking right now. Okay. Please hold. Your call is important. Because I feel like Zaki Hawass was the cool one who let people do stuff. Maybe he got shit canned because of that. Uh, it looks like he served twice. Okay. Maybe uh, he's the, the dates. Uh, Mohammed Ibrahim Ali is the current person in office. Okay. And it doesn't have their dates of when they started and ended? Yeah, uh, January 31st, 2011 to March 3rd, 2011. Who was that? That was, Hawass? this is yeah, this is Hawass. He was only there for a short time, it looks like. Oh, okay. And then who's after months. that? Uh, he was succeeded by, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He was succeeded by Muhammad Ibrahim Ali, who was there April 25th, 2011 to July 17th, 2011. So these these people are sure serving very short times. Yeah, it's not a very... It's, yeah, it's a volatile position to be the protector of Egyptology, <laughs> it looks like. Yeah, yeah he so... Took, so Hawass took Obama there in 2009 to the pyramids and showed him around. That, I think oh, he's nice. the guy that he's the guy that was granting access to people. Yeah, and yeah. then I think maybe now they shut it down again because they want yeah. they want to preserve it all this stuff so they don't want too many people to look at it. But that's like they don't want people to go in and question the official timeline of stuff. Well, yeah, that's uh, somebody once said to me one time a long time ago: if you want to study Egypt, just go to England. Because <laughs> they basically stole fucking everything and put it in their museum. That's I know rough, it's but it's it is true. Rough, but it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to go find it, find it, go to England mm-hmm. and look at all the Egyptology stuff. And like I always find shit like that too. When the like the King Tut exhibit, the the Tutankhamun exhibit was here in Vancouver just recently. Like it fucking tours and it makes shit piles of cash all across the world. Uh, why isn't that in Egypt where it belongs? Like that's part yeah. of their history and their culture. So you know, I think there's other pieces to this. Yeah, I think National Geographic's doing like a slideshow right now for like King Tut or whatever in town. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Um yeah. Anyway, so, we're way the hell out here on the on the topic. I forget where we're going with Fox Saga stuff and tying we, it back to that. That's fine. We were basically talking about how these 10 brothers went out. Oh, right. And we're talking to people and we're giving examples and stuff of how they were. And then it's actually good that we were bullshitting so much because there's, I don't know too much about like any specific thing that these brothers did according to the box saga. So that was the thing. It didn't really say it. It sort of, it sort of ended off there. Or I haven't watched enough of the, um, 
yeah the block videos i haven't cared enough to like get right into them because it's too weird to watch a guy do this for an entire yeah Um, and it's like it's not as sexy as the fucking monkey humping the goat it's not it's not at all right and so like so it's sort of that that's the thing like talks about the language it talks about the origin story it talks about helsinki being like this is the the Mm. cradle of civilization for white people and then it goes off and says the 10 brothers just go off and the 10 brothers in different skin tones go off into the world and set up shop on various continents well no they just went and taught the other people the skin the different skin tone was when they got there that was when they got there right because everybody everybody shot out of there as like giant white nordic folk I mean, I could guess what happened to these 10 brothers. They probably all got melanoma and died of skin cancer. Yeah, like literally saw actual sun. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what is this? Yeah. I chose Jesus Christ specifically for that moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, (laughs) holy hell. (laughs) What the absolute Odin is going on here? Yeah, and this like this, it's it's funny because so fucking hot. (laughs) the, The funny thing is, it's like we don't know. This is the part where they're scant on the details but this is my favorite part because this is where it starts tying into all the other stuff and you could be like oh right. yeah like Quetzalcoatl and the Bach brother and all this stuff what episode is this of the show 23 22 23 23 23 and like so we have like if you go back and this is the plug for our own show on our show if you mm. go back and watch some of our other shows we talk about shit that ties directly back into this and Dale you're right like the most fascinating part of this box saga piece is how it ties into everything are you yeah. opening a drink you're opening a drink right now. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to do that so quiet but i like i had my hand it's over it face. like this i know you did you're doing it so well but you were doing this while you're doing it you're like and i'm like oh he's fucking opening a drink or shitting himself it's one this of the is other. why we'll There's never be between. famous no i know i know he's he's got a, he's busy opening a beverage or crapping his pants i'm not sure we'll see what noise comes out of one the of the two it's one of the two yeah so yeah, if it's yeah. just a uh, podcast over <laughs> then i pooped my pants we'll be right back after we're my sponsor yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dale's handy wipes when you just yeah. absolutely shit yeah. the computer chair and you have to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it is it is fascinating. You go back and you listen to like, okay, the only thing that I can't tie in to this. Give me the crit- challenge, buddy. I'll tie it. Okay, in. Bigfoot, your favorite subject. Okay, here we go. Challenge is you. Uh, Actually, also, like, even the cryptids, like the cryptids edition the episodes, well, fun and exciting can't really be tied back to the box saga I mean, unless dale figures it out right now we're gonna talk or we did talk a lot <laughs> extensively about a monkey fucking a goat we did and we those did hybrids became humans yeah there is nothing to stop us from believing that they didn't just turn right into humans and they might have stopped at bigfoot on the way to becoming humans like oh dale i don't know about this one okay but anyways uh this <laughs> reminds where you're me going. I okay you're going with it there is no goat trace evidence of Bigfoot unless you want to talk about how he can climb through hills easily. Yeah, that's true. Well, he phases into different stages of reality. He's a dimension walker. Are we attributing? Yeah, I agree. So how does that tie to Box Saga? I was oh, trying to figure this shit. out. Well, because I got I got sidetracked because we we're t- this okay. week on Stump Dales. Stump I'm going to give conspiracy. you an example of why i got sidetracked and that's sasquatch guy at work told me this theory i made a tiktok about it so if you watch my tiktoks you already know this i gotta get but he was saying 
he for some reason he just tells it he just comes up to me like stands right here he's like hey did you know bigfoot was a hybrid and i was like i'm listening and i was like <laughs> you have my attention. i was like i am one my add just got cured because i will listen to you for hours tell me what you have and i was like do you mean hybrids like aliens and he's like no and i was like shit what it could it be and he was like well first what you have to accept uh dispend your disbelief for a second here he says somebody actually has the body of a bigfoot because they shot at some female so it's it's quite a diverse small bigfoot yeah it's empowering to women because a woman shot bigfoot anyways they took a piece of his flesh and sent it away for genetic testing but the lab had never seen half of this dna and then i was like yeah but the lab wouldn't have alien dna would they and He's like, of course they have alien DNA. What do you think this is? Amateur <laughs> hour? Aliens course. are real. They know what they look like and all this stuff. And I was like, well, then what is it? And he tells me angels. What? So his theory oh. is that Sasquatch Boom. is the Nephilim. So Sasquatch is half human, half angel, i.e. a Nephilim. And then the way this reminded me was because I was thinking about Box Saga constantly for the last two months or two weeks. Yeah, babe, you really and been. one of the things I was thinking about these brothers was what if they're the Nephilim? Because the way it stacks up with the Bible in Genesis is like these 10 brothers, i.e. the sons of God or angels, see that women are fair and go pork them a whole bunch and make half alien, half human Nephilims. So these 10 brothers could have done that. And in the Bible, people don't actually know this, but the reason that God flooded the earth wasn't because people were dicks because they were, it was because these Nephilim existed and he was scared that they would have as much power as him because in the Bible, it says, I cannot abide by our power. Be says our, like there's multiple anyways. He's like, I can't abide of our power being in these humans. So I will make it so they can only live 120 years. So he takes down the life, life cycle of humans down to 120 years because the Nephilim had put the power of God in them. And then he's God. like, that's not enough. I'm killing them all. So the whole box saga tie-in is that some of these Bach boys got out and went and poured humans or uh, what are they? Vassals? No. What are the non-acers called? I can't remember. Fuck if I remember. I got, you lost me at Porkin. I'm all <laughs> yeah, I, I saw you got tripped up on Porkin. But uh, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I but so these guys escape Helsinki or the ice walled city and they go have intimate relations with the it's Vassar, yeah. The Vassar. Yeah, Vassar and Acer. It's basically Acer with a V on it. Yeah, so they make half Vaser, half <laughs> Acer vaser acers so they make these vaser acer peoples which would be the nephilim and then the people who are running helsinki the box the acers they get all upset because now these vasers are going to have these giant warrior slash acer half breeds so mm -hmm. they just flood everything they flood the earth fuck all this yeah. boosh and so <laughs> and that's how I got all excited and titillated for Sasquatch being wow. an Ephilim, getting crossed over into you, uh, 
you do need to quit your job and start writing that graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> for nothing else than for the because i know as soon as you did this i'm like i know that guy that guy yeah. I, there's a guy like that at every workplace it's like hey oh my god hey hey i'm gonna tell you something and why is he that close to you when he talks to you all the time there's always because that guy. it's always a dude what he tells you is so good and the best part is you can't repeat this to anybody else you work at hey. because then you're the crazy guy bigfoot's angels fucking <laughs> 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 like, like, what <laughs> really? carry yeah. on yeah. Uh, yeah yeah this guy at work the sasquatch guy he's my absolute favorite for like know, seven yeah. and a half minutes and you're like all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally well that's because your add kicks back in and you're like cool i've heard enough it's time mm-hmm. to use well it's time to use welding yeah <laughs> but while you were talking about yeah. angels and sasquatch, you had me there you had me there for the first two minutes yeah you lost me at porkin and i hung on for another five to see if it got better <laughs> sound familiar i don't know anyway I feel like you did very well. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, it'd be hard to actually, without that whole aside of the angels and Nephilim, tie in Sasquatch or the cryptids with the box yeah. saga stuff. Unless, They're just unexplained phenomenon of things that happen. Yeah, the only time. thing I can guess is just some, maybe some of the Bakians or the Acers with all their powers and stuff escaped to like tibet did yetis come before sasquatch i'm not sure if there's an established timeline on which one came first but yeah Yeah. Uh, because okay i'm just making this up as i go okay and i'm explaining this just to make it make sense to me so i have a theory i'm listening but i'm also looking for something while you're typing go ahead so say these acer they escape from the helsinki ice walls and stuff and they go to the andes slash tibet and they live there and then they get like hairy and stuff as a form of evolution. And then they leave the Andes Tibetan on the Bering land bridge and come to the Pacific Northwest and turn into Sasquatch as they further evolve to be like a warmer client climate monkey man. That's that theory is going to have to take some like uh yeah, it's gonna Vayner. It's Vayner ups. people, not Vaser people. It's Vayner. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, sorry. I okay. Just discredit so, everything I said. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, so <laughs> I have. So I have. I have so okay, you ready for my bonkers theory on, on tying? Fuck, tell tying, me. Uh, Just tell me. Okay. Buddy. So I'm currently looking at. So you remember the root language? I'm going back to the mm-hmm. root language, and we talked about this. So this is how I'm tying Bigfoot back to the box saga and the root Ooh. alphabet uh, of sounds uh, with all of this. So. You remember from early from the previous episode, we talked about the root language and how it's basically a circle with the a, b, c, d, a, f, j. Like it's the sounds go yeah. around in a circle and they tell a story as they tell a story. Somewhere in that story, and I'm trying to confirm my uh, my theory right now as I talk and also study at the exact same time. And you know, you're whew, really good at this. It. Thank you. I'm trying. So there is a sound. One of the sounds. And part of the story is opening something, like opening the gates or opening the gates of Helsinki. Porkin. No, it's something about or opening the gates of Asgard, if I remember, or something like that. Oh, okay. 
So, okay, so here's my here's my bonkers theory. You know how that the it goes in a circle and it tells a story and it yeah. talks about opening the gate to Asgard and between two worlds and allowing Midgard and Asgard to come together, which sounds vaguely like a Marvel movie plot. But anyway, the root language actually talks about this part where yeah, uh Tor do Asgard Iben Iben Leben Aushauben von Menschen die the and then they e einen in Asgard Eben. My Swedish is terrible, but um, basically a, a rift opens between mm -hmm. the Vayner and the Acer people at the e sound. So okay. Bigfoot mm -hmm. walks between Midgard and Asgard. Ooh, I like it. Nice. Where are you reading this on that? Oh man, here let me. I, I was reading, so I watched a video, but I'll show you the, I, I was using the root language uh, chart wheel. I'm going to put it in the chat so that you okay, can Okay, yeah. It. Put Red it in the Mano. chat and I'll put it in the sure. show notes because I so, had one that here, I put in last but video. It's just a video of the chart. Okay. Or not I a video, have, sorry. It's an image of the chart. Let me look at this image. Oh yeah, yeah this, I think this is the one I put in last time. I just okay. Googled it and I found it. So yeah, um, so that's the yeah, that's the chart right there. Oh wait, this one's better than the one I had because mine. Yeah, because I'm awesome. That's you why. couldn't read it. Yeah, I got this one that's bigger, and it this is the uh, it's in German. I think that's the problem with it. Okay. It's a German translation of the the one I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And it, like it has, but this one is essentially the same with German written on it, but it's the same chart. So if you ignore the German okay. part of it, yeah. Yeah, the it's got the same alphabet and yes. whatever. Yeah. 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 So okay, okay. So that's my bogus bonkers theory is that uh, Bigfoot walks between the worlds in the uh, between Asgard and Midgard. I like it. And there we tie Bigfoot into the box stuff. Okay. <laughs> Krypton's a little more a little more difficult because that's mm. just human human experimentation gone around. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so speaking of the cryptids, and I know that's not part of this show, but this hey, for our crypt cryptids. I'm always down here. to talk about cryptids no matter so, what. You know when you like think about something in your brain and you're like, somebody else must have had this thought, and somebody did have this thought, and there's art to go along with this thought. Yeah. But I was like like the G-rated rule 34. Yeah, 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 totally. I was like, I was thinking about cryptids and I was like, I wonder what a cool Twitter. I was like trying to think of like my Twitter handle is like ancient. I was trying to think of a new Twitter handle. And I was like, I wonder if anybody has Tupac Tupacabra. <laughs> like, a, like a chupacabra that looks like Tupac, but I, that's it, awesome. It, there's full on a shirt with it on there and everything. Oh. So, so I was like, oh, somebody's already thought of this. And then there was also uh, the notorious uh, Big as a Sasquatch. So nice. somebody, somebody's already cornered the rat cryptid game. So that's, I'm, not, I'm not there. Yeah, maybe you got to update them because Tupac and Biggie, those yeah. are easy because they're so they're like kind of like. It's a modern hip hop. They're like the two yeah. pillars, so, but like you should get like Eminem or like Jay Z or yeah. even like one of the weird new guys. I don't know who the, the new Wayne. Guys are. That guy's not. Even new. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. Smoke purple. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know anything about rap. I'm not. I'm not a rap guy. Mm -hmm. So I think we've talked about the 10 sons leaving Helsinki enough and we're gonna close this out by that that was the first two Ragnaroks yeah first Ragnarok was when the axis on the earth tilted and the ice age started 
Second Ragnarok was when the Ice Age ended and Atlantis sunk. The third Ragnarok is when the Catholic Church ruined the party and sent our boys underground. <sighs> so basically what would happen was, I think this was like the year 900 or something, that the Catholic Church went into Helsinki and they started up the pubs and the clubs and everything and then this is when they got basically the helsinki north and the nordic people addicted to alcohol because they would like they'd go start a church and be like all your pagan rules are bullshit come learn about jesus and then have a drink you know what's delicious whiskey come on yeah (laughs) (laughs) so they based they wanted to beat like their history out of them and stuff sounds familiar if you look at any culture anytime another culture comes in it's always what they do. They're always like, what you know is dumb. Here's what we know. This is your new knowledge. Sound like earlier in the show, the evil Spanish. And we come yes, full circle. Who yes. were also who were also Catholic. Catholics. Yeah. And I'm not gonna say anything bad about the Catholics because nah. I'm a former teachers. former Catholic, so it's yeah. uh, you know, it's so not they my could, jam. yeah, they consider this the third Ragnarok, and this is also full circle in a different not the root language way but the root language way this is when the oral tradition of the box saga started because they couldn't just write it down in a book because those catholics would just come and rip up that book just like ironius did in the year 300 when he got rid of the gnostic text same thing and that's flashback to episode 18 (laughs) of gnosticism yeah so what happened was the Bach family, which your Bach is supposed to be the last one of, yeah. they went underground and because the Catholic church had believed that, that the Royal line of Asser had ended when they came in, but apparently they'd gone underground and they, they passed on this oral tradition and they said they would pass it on for a thousand years. Eeyore told us that, which coincidentally a thousand years ended exactly with him. So he was the golden boy. So that's why he had to learn this oral tradition for two hours a night. That's also why his dad had to hump his own daughter just to make sure that they could reach the thousand years and get this oral tradition out in 1984, which coincidentally had nothing to do with the George Orwell book. Uh But you know what they say? There's no such thing as coincidences. There is no such thing as coincidences. So... just thinking yeah. about our friend Eeyore Bach and like how difficult it is to have offspring when you're constantly self-collating. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Eeyore didn't have any kids. He's the last yeah, of his line. That's right. So the box are toast. So what do you do? What so so like and he died like recently too, right? Like 2000 or not recently, but like 2011 or something like that. Oh yeah. I don't remember. So like He's the last of his life, so maybe that's why this is such a popular topic right now is because he died and yeah. people are like, I don't know why it's now. popular in 2022. It seems like, weird that it would be a resurgence in this discussion, I'd, right? I'd never heard of it, but if you look yeah. at like um that von Moynen mythology, that yeah. YouTube handle stuck all those videos were posted seven months ago. Right. And then you have the Deep Share podcast who started going through the box saga and stuff. So it's had it's definitely had a resurgence in the last couple of years, even though it's been around since 1984 when it was when Eeyore Bach wrote the book and or like I guess did he write the book or did he he 
orate it and someone he orated, wrote it down. He orated and somebody else wrote it down. So that's why it's a little weird too, right? Yeah. yeah. I want to see if you could buy this book. Because apparently there's... Do you? Do you really want to see if you could buy this book? Okay, so Carl Borgen... Carl Borgen wrote, wrote the book, The Box Saga. And it is $20. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And, and oh, Dale's going to look for it. Really insane. And, and Dale's going to look for it on tape somewhere. Yeah. That's I already looked for it on books. tape. There was nothing. So. Oh, really? That's That's why... I came into this podcast without doing the research of reading this book was because I couldn't listen to it. Oh yeah. It's too hard to like, it was just too hard to stomach. Dude. I can't No, it, I, I couldn't find it available. Oh, okay. Like right. if the box saga book by Carl Borgen was available, I'd listen to it. Right. I'll fuck with that. I'm fuck with I'm that. I'll some it. crazy shit. I would read some you want to get crazy? I'll listen Let's get to crazy. it. Okay. <laughs> Put on some headphones and get nuts. Yeah. Um, okay. But apparently it's on. You figure that somebody would have made this an audible book. And it really well, champs my ass when you can buy books on Amazon, but not the audible book, audible book on audible because audible's run by Amazon. Well, I mean, maybe somebody hasn't narrated it yet. And maybe this is where Dale needs to step in and, Oh my God. Can you imagine Dale reading, being the narrator for a book? And like I would just like start someone. going so fast and getting flustered. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, my own brother doesn't listen to this podcast i was like oh you should listen to this box saga one he's like i can't listen to you read it's just too much and i was like <laughs> i mean i guess so yeah all right well we're coming up on an hour and a half here is there anything else that you it's want 264 to pages i found it oh nice okay are you that's gonna read lot. that that's a lot um, of, <laughs> that's a lot of pages yeah chaos i just read, finished reading chaos it was like 700 pages yeah i listened to that but i can't yeah. read <laughs> I can't read books because I'll sit down and read and then I'll just get this like. I should guilt. be doing something with my hands. I should be doing something productive. And like, if I listen Productivity to. Productivity is a capitalist myth. That's true. If I listen to an, an audio, I can draw. That makes me feel productive. I can do house chores. I yeah. can fucking play video games, which is very not productive, but feels like I'm doing something. Yeah, but, yeah I get it. But I also listen to audiobooks at work when I'm like welding shit. So yeah. Then it just said, then it's just like free. It's this thing called found time. Yes. There's yeah. this one, the one of the theories on why podcasts are so popular, popular and are. everybody's listening to them is because people are doing it during their found time yeah, dude. when they're like transiting or working. Yeah. That's or, when I listen to podcasts. I kind of stopped my pod by my commute has only recently increased, but my previous commute was Burnaby to Richmond. And I was like an hour there, an hour home minimum. Yeah. Right. So like I go further than you. We live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. I know where you stopped to go to work. And I had to go on the 91 further down to number six road. So like oh. so I'm like, I was just down the street from there. And I was like, every day I would listen to a podcast and I would get at least 45 minutes in the podcast nice. on the way to work. Right. So now mm -hmm. my commute's like 11 kilometers. So it's like it's not enough time to load a podcast and listen to it. So yeah. but it is right now because our fucking neighborhood's shut down. Oh yeah, you got douched. I have to go all the way around to bullshit. Anyway, no one wants to hear about my traffic woes. I digress. <laughs> if only I could phase in and out of time like a Bigfoot. Oh, I got to yeah. go. It's 8.30. I got to run. Hey, that's fine. We got an all hour right. and a half. Um, did you make a new Twitter handle? No, it's Perfect. Mr. Goats. You can okay. find me on the internet at Mr. Goats. M-I-S-T-E-R-G-O-A-T-S on the Twitter machine, but mostly I'm rarely there. 
Uh, you can find me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention it the last couple podcasts, but we do have a Patreon, The Dale Show. We are toying with an idea of making the update version of the show uh, paid only version. It. But we'd actually have to have enough people paying for it. Otherwise, it would just be us recording something and it going nowhere anyway. So let us know down in the comments if you do want like short form versions of these where we tighten it up and you want to pay for a quick version. Otherwise, you got to listen to the long drawn version. Should we do that? Should we do like a tight? Did I just I just made up a business? No, that's right actually here. a good idea. If we start yeah. a Patreon, I can edit out all the chit chat. Yeah, yeah. And cut to the, and cut just, to the important point. Yeah like take out all the ums and ahs and like heavily edit it, which I'm too yeah. lazy to do because I don't get paid to do that. So yeah, yeah exactly. Pay, pay, pay us to make and it, it would be like I'm shorter. Do, then it would be like, I have a part-time job on the side. Then you have a yeah. part-time job. I would definitely that. do that. Then you're this close to weird, sexy graphic novels about yeah. human hybrid, hybrid I was, goat. Apes. At first I was very leery because you made it sound like it sounded like a lot more work, but you actually have stumbled upon the best idea. And then also, I won't feel guilty at all about rambling because I'll be like, if you don't want us to ramble, Pass. get the premium version. <laughs> get, the, yeah. get premium Dale show for uh, for for cheap on the not on the cheap on the expensive. Yeah, Pass for our experience. I would also say it would be the ad free version, but we don't have ads on this version. Not yet, because we're not popular enough. But we have. If you <laughs> we are watching this, watch the last episode in the far future, and we've monetized and gone back in time and monetized, then you could get this version ad free on the Patreon. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Um, so thank I, you for thank you for joining us on the Dale Show this week. Yeah, and, we'll and if see. you do want to contact me, I don't have an email set up for the show. Just say something in the comments. I will get back to you somehow. Don't put your email on YouTube because then you'll just get trolls ruining your life. Um, you don't want that. We'll figure out how to contact if there's something, but whatever. But until next time. We'll see you on the internet. Yeah. Coming in hot on a floating boat carried by snakes. Thank you.